0: Hi, Andy.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been so long. So long, it's been
0: though. Two weeks.
1: How is your, how is your, you have a new job, and I feel like I've missed out on a lot of news in your life. You have to, you have to get, catch him up to speed.
0: Oh, boy. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I won't be walking today.
1: No walking. Because,
0: but I will be doing laundry. Counts. And packing. That counts. Yeah. I'm going, uh, I got a big day tomorrow. I'm going to Portland, Maine. Which I've never been to before. Really I'm excited about that. Yep.
1: It's nice up there. And
0: yeah, that's what I hear. Um, and I finally, finally, finally uh, scheduled an appointment to do TSA pre-check before my flight. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very exciting. So you have to go to the airport and do the whole interview thing where they, you know, yeah, make sure you're not made of weapons or whatever.
0: Yeah, they're gonna scan all my body parts and make sure that they are not weapons.
1: Now, i got to ask, did you also get global entry, or did you just go for pre-check?
0: No, I just went for pre-check this time around. I have to get my passport renewed before I do the global entry thing. Mm. It expires in a few months, so I figured I'm just going to wait. It's like a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Andy.
1: Yes? It's crazy. (laughs) So, wait, are you going to Portland, Maine just to get TSA pre-check?
0: no. No, I'm uh, going for a leadership conference oh. with my new coworkers.
1: You like to lead?
0: I know. Um, yeah, so last week I started my new job as the head of design at Help Scout. Ooh, and very exciting it's...
1: congratulations.
0: Thank you. And um, everyone the company or in the company is just so nice and wonderful and like right, would you organized would you call them helpful? Structured yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I joke, but I think that is actually a part of it, right? Like,
0: but yes. if your whole uh-huh. company
1: is organized around, like, doing customer support and making software and help people do customer support, probably attract people that are naturally helpful.
0: Then gosh darn it, they better help. Just
1: sometimes. like how if your business is doing some douchebag uh, ad sales and uh, making some bullshit social network, you probably attract a bunch of bullshit douchebag people. <laughs> Not pointing <Exactly>. any fingers. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Ouch. So, you're going but to get um, pre check
1: and then you're flying to Maine for a leadership retreat.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Can, can I say a
1: thing about pre check? Because uh, Hillary and I, yeah. we, we got global entry and pre check uh, like this time last year. Uh, she travels internationally a lot more than I do, sometimes for work. So, for her, it would like made sense to get. And then she was like, look, if we're traveling internationally together, and I've got global entry. I'm not waiting for your ass, so you better also get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so I also went and got the thing. And I have to say, so like when I was flying, you know, with with the normals back in in the normal line,
0: with uh, the normals, huh? <laughs> I always I always
1: looked at the pre check line, and it always seemed like it was so much better, right? It was like there was never anyone in line. Right. You get to go right to the front. I don't know if this is just. You know, perspective. You have to take
0: your shoes off,
1: Andy. That is true, although uh, oftentimes my shoes have metal in them because I like old shoes that still have metal uh, in the soles because that's the kind of person Uh. I am. So sometimes I have to take them off anyway. Uh, Either way, uh, I don't know if this is just perspective uh, or if this is, you know, like actually a change in the popularity of like pre check and those other kinds of things. But now that I have it, I feel like. That line is almost always just as long as the other lines. It's like it's like everyone's really? got it now, and you're just like behind the times if you've you've got it. Either that, or you know, there was previously a line there, but because I wasn't in it, I wasn't looking at it, and it's just all you know, right. my perceptions. But exactly. that's how I feel. I feel like now that I have it, it's too late, and the party's over, and now everyone's got like this new clear thing. Are you familiar with clear?
0: Yeah, I actually tried to sign up for clear when I was at the airport last week.
1: Um, I said too suspicious. They
0: had, they had a. <laughs> They had a, um, a sign-up thing right next to the super long security line, and this was in the um, Denver airport.
1: Now, that so, is a, that's, a, that's an impulse buy right there, <laughs> right next to the right? big long line. They stick that sign-up form for you. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're like, well, I mean, duh. Uh, they should just
1: put some I adoptable tried. puppies there, too, while they're at it.
0: <laughs> so I, I went, and I stood um, in line to, to sign up for the Clear instead which was funny. Um, but there was only one person in front of me in that line. So uh, I waited and then my time came and I walked up and the, there's a young lady who was very nice and was about to help me through the process. And then this uh, very, very old woman just walked right in front of me and like nudged me out of the way. And the the girl who was like managing the kiosk was just like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) like this old lady just kind of pulled the I'm old card on me and just, like pushed me and i feel like uh, we this happens
1: to you a lot <laughs> like this is <laughs> this has got to be maybe the third possibly the fourth time i've heard about some old lady like cutting you in line at the bathroom some old lady oh, cutting yeah. you in line at, at the clear counter we,
0: we had this uh, we had this discussion in one of your our working file podcast
1: is there something and naturally antagonistic about you to old people do you do you carry yourself off in a certain way idea. that you you just look like a young person that needs to be put in their place?
0: I guess so, or maybe I just look like oh, that girl's definitely not going to say anything. Oh, you just <laughs> like, you just look
1: too nice. She is. Ooh, super you look passive. like a you look like a chump. <laughs> you look like a shill.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's more that than anything else.
1: You're a total mark. I'm being honest. So anyway, someone jumped in line in front of you, and then you just you just couldn't do it. You were just uh, no and time. And then I just bounced.
0: Yeah, because because uh, meanwhile. You know, tons and tons of people are, like, funneling in front of me uh, to get into the real security line. And I was like, you know what? I'm really for my flight anyways. I'm just going to wait. It's going to be fine. I'll deal with this whole clear thing some other day.
1: Do you get really mad about capitalism when you fly? Is that just me? I get so fucking angry <laughs> at how many tears of however much money you gave us will ensure your comfort in this place. And if you have not given us enough money, you'll be commensurately uncomfortable. It's just like... It's so stratified oh, yeah. and obvious that it's like, oh, you paid for the nice seats, so you get the nice people stuff, and these other people here didn't pay for that. They could, they could only pay for the already exorbitant expense of air travel, so they get treated like, you know, cattle, basically. It just yeah, it's, oh, it's, makes me so mad.
0: It's very, it's very frustrating, and uh, you know what? I deal with it by just giving more of my money to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so, a very passive so, way. So
1: your recommendation bad. in such systems is like, look, just be the rich people. It's so much better if you just give them enough money to be treated nicely. Then it's just great. Go
0: into, yeah, go into credit card debt. If Why you doesn't want to be treated everyone like do, do it, Linda? Human? Don't they
1: know you can just give them money and then everything's better?
0: <laughs> I didn't say I had the money.
1: Right, I'm right, right. Of course not. No.
0: I have a credit card.
1: <laughs> you have some a financial institution that will back for you having that money.
0: That's true. That's true. I am privileged.
1: Man, Don't one worry. of the uh, one of the people we worked with in the very early days of our business was this young guy who started a company, and uh, the company he ran was, like, a few years old and was pretty successful, and so he was, like, doing well for himself. We were in a meeting one day talking to him, and he explained to us that when he, like, moved to New York to start his company, he, like, was very confident it was going to work out, and he dumped all of his money into starting this company for the first, like, 12 or 18 months, and in the interim, he had no money to spend on his own self for rent and food and clothes and that kind of thing. So he just oh intentionally gosh. racked up, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Because in America, <gasps> you can just you can just get a credit card. Like, you can just go and, right. like, you know, <laughs> you can go sign up for a credit card. And they'd be like, how's a $40,000 credit limit sound to you? Uh, you oh, you know. yeah.
0: And you can pay rent with your credit card in a lot of places, like... It's yeah, crazy. you
1: can, you can definitely swing it, right? Like you, you could come, you're not really supposed to because, you know, people that, like landlords, I, I think like by regulations are not supposed to take rent money from people that can't actually afford the rent. I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of like rules about that, but you can definitely make it happen if you had to. Uh, so anyway, he like just intentionally like racked up insane amounts of credit card debt and just made minimum payments. And whenever he needed more money, he just went and got another credit card. Uh, he, he portrayed to us like Ooh. calmly, coolly and collected uh, and then, you know, a few years later, his company took off and he paid off all the credit card debt. And of course that doesn't hurt your credit at all. Cause he made minimum payments the entire time. So it's not like his credit's bad. His credit's great now because he has, you know, so many credit cards. Uh, and it's oh, just like, wow. it was so insane wait, so to wait, me. Wait,
0: this, this story ends with this guy, just like everything pans out for yeah. him. Yeah. everything was like, great. Fine?
1: He, he basically like, he, what? he just lived <laughs> on the credit system for a while because he was confident enough that his idea was going to work out. That he was like, yeah, wow. I don't need to. I don't need to make money. I'll just continue to get credit cards because in America they just give you free money if you promise to pay it back someday, and that's just what he did. Wow. And I don't know if he was actually that like freaking like... out at the time, but he portrayed it as like, oh yeah, it's just a decision I made, like a logical decision to intentionally rack up insane, insane amounts of credit card debt until I decided that uh, the company was successful enough to like pay myself a salary. Uh, but man, it seemed like it was so eye-opening to me to like, as somebody who. Uh, I was never taught about credit when I was growing up. Like, my parents kind of only had credit cards later on in life out of necessity. They didn't, like, have this idea of building credit from a young age. Uh So, right. I was, like, I didn't get a credit card in high school. I didn't get one until college uh, when I, like, heard about it and read about it on the internet. But, uh, no, for I me... I think cre-
0: that's normal. Uh, f-
1: yeah, probably Start for most college. people. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, for me, it was kind of, like, you know, the credit thing was stigmatized. It was like, oh, no, you don't ever, like, you pay off your credit card as soon as you get the bill. Like, you don't ever actually use the credit. Oh, right? yeah. You just use it like a bank account. Uh, and then to meet this person, I was just like, yeah, so I needed money. I just went and signed up for another credit card. And I just did that every like two months for like a year and a half. And I was like,
0: wow, this is insane. But I mean, it was absolutely insane.
1: But, but you think about it, like in his case, obviously it worked out. Worst case scenario, right? He has to declare bankruptcy, which is obviously not good. But if you're actually not stressed out about that, you can like live whatever life you want for some amount of time then declare bankruptcy and kind of like start over, which, you know, obviously not yeah. ideal, but like, it's not like, it's not a total deal breaker for everybody. I don't know. That was a really opening uh, perspective for me to hear from somebody else about credit.
0: That is so crazy. I, yeah, I, I, I started with credit cards when I was like 18 and I was very careful about it and paying that full and I don't know. I, I've had a very conservative upbringing with all that stuff. So you yeah. got to be like really convinced at your own idea to yeah. to wager like your financial well-being on it. That's insane.
1: That's the kind of arrogance only a young twenty-year-old white man possesses, Linda. <laughs> the arrogance right? to wager your uh, entire future on see, your dumb that's idea. That's
0: exactly why. Because, like, you didn't even have to say it. I knew the guy was white. Oh, of course. And, <laughs> and like, that's why I was like, oh, maybe this story's going to go bad. But no, <laughs> of course. It's just, you just wanted it to go bad, it. but Everything it doesn't. It never goes again. bad. Yeah, no, oh. it's fine. The moral of the story is... Uh,
1: just be a, be a young white man, you know?
0: Oof.
1: It's a thing, though. So, like, anyway <laughs> You know, not to not to quote Wayne Gretzky too much, but... Uh, I, I know I do it on the show all the time, but... Uh, but you know the dumb quote. Oh you know God. you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. It, I, I, sometimes yeah. I feel like it really is true that you need to be like arrogant to the point of like dumb to start a thing, like to to like You're truly kind of right. start a new thing, right? Like so, for example, I have uh, I have some friends of mine in the city right now uh, that are all excited. They uh, they're renting this like storefront and they're going in together uh, to like run this. Uh, show space and like a board game store like GameStop like they're running this like you know little storefront it's 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 super cool right like I love the idea I think it's great uh and then like I'm good friends with these people and so like I was talking to them about maybe being involved and then I just like look at like the rational financial prospects for like renting a like small storefront in Baltimore City and trying to make enough money selling, like, $5 tickets to, like, punk shows and, like, weird abstract electronic dance shows and, like, board game nights to pay the rent and, like, actually yeah. make some profit. And I'm just like, there's no way. Like, I love you people so much, but there's no way this is going to work. Oh, uh, but they're yeah. doing this it. A
0: sound business move.
1: But, would, but they're um, doing it, right? So, like, maybe I'm wrong. and we'll good for them. To, you just need to have a little bit of that, like, either I don't care and I'm just doing it, uh, or like, a little bit of the blindness of, like, this just feels like a good idea, so I'm not going to, like, do the math. I'm just going to trust that it is a good idea to, like, actually start something. Right. Because, like, I oftentimes, you know, I, I started a business when I was a young white man, and now <laughs> I'm an older, like, scared, shitless, conservative, uh, financially conservative uh, white man, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> start a thing now. It seems too dangerous. So, I don't yeah. know. I feel like you just need to be young and dumb and full of cum to start something, pretty much.
0: That's true. I feel like I've always been the, like, just don't do the math kind of person because, uh, for a while there, especially right after the recession, every time I did the math, it didn't work out well (laughs) at all. Uh, it was always like, Oh, Oh, we probably won't be able to pay rent next month. It looks like, like, even if we, uh, cook all of our meals and do everything right and like don't buy anything, like it's just not going to work out. But then somehow everything always magically did. Um, I mean, like, I wasn't, you know, uh, living a, a fantastic lifestyle at the time, but I at least paid my rent, you know.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of like, in some ways, the textbook definition of privilege, of which you, which you and I both have, which is just like, yeah, we, well, you know, everything just kind of worked out, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I guess there's always some people in every time where like it doesn't work out, and uh, you know, they're not recording podcasts, kind of on a lark, talking about. Uh, talking about their youth. But uh, but yeah, I always had that kind of feeling too, where when I was young, I was I like, know. surely this will work out. And now I'm like, oh God, maybe nothing will ever work out. <laughs> and yet, you know, both times it just kind of does, regardless of how I feel about it.
0: I know. I remember this one time I overdrafted my bank account in college and I was freaking out. And uh, I needed like $50 to pay rent. Um, and rent was due in a couple days. And I was just like, so freaked out that I, I called my parents and asked for $50 and like, I never have done that since I left, uh, the home like to go to, to go to college. And, um, my mom was just like, well, uh, you think you can get another shift at the restaurant? (laughs) And I was just like, I, I don't know, maybe like I was like interning at adult swim and like working full time and like also, uh, you know, doing full-time college classes. And she was just like, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Wait, so she didn't give you the 50 bucks? No. (laughs) Wow. I I thought for sure you were going to say that she kind of like laughed at you and was like, $50? That's it? (laughs) Sure. Like you could have just said you wanted like, uh, you know, popcorn for the night and that would have been 50 bucks. But uh, no, she she gave you the tough love, huh?
0: She gave me the tough love and it was a great lesson. Uh, uh, A, I never asked her for money again. And yeah, (laughs) it sends a pretty strong message. Yeah, I I remember being so upset about it, but then I went to, um, I I called in at work, and like, somebody was willing to give me, like, um, a shift, and somebody else, I ended up working a double that weekend, and um, I was able to make, like, you know, like, 150 or 200 bucks or something, and I was just, like, I felt so proud, like, that money that I earned on that day, is like, ah, like, I've never been more proud of, (laughs) of an earning, so, yeah. That's a nice story. Yeah. I like that story. Yeah, it's a good story. It's like it hurts. It still hurts a little bit. I'm like, "Why don't you just give me 50 bucks?" But <laughs> well, I'm she knew
1: really she, she was she, didn't. she knew she was raising a strong independent woman.
0: Yeah, she she nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> strong and independent
1: to this day.
0: Uh, so what what have what have you been up to the last few weeks? I've been starting jobs.
1: Yeah, you've been starting jobs, which is very exciting. I've just been over here trying to plan a wedding. <laughs> Which which you know I've been trying to plan a little bit of. And uh, Oh yeah, no big
0: deal. Just a super chill little
1: Well, it is kinda no big deal. Like as far as weddings go, we are planning like a pretty low key wedding. But holy Mm -hmm. moly, like I just can't believe how people just don't return phone calls when you're basically like, Hey, would like to give you lots of money. Please call me back to take my lots of money (laughs) and you just crickets Whoa, so
0: you're having trouble just getting a hold of the right people
1: yeah well so part of the problem like i said we're like having a pretty low-key wedding so like we're not doing really much that involve that like resembles a traditional wedding which is to say that like normal wedding venues don't really suit our needs we're having like a small intimate thing one night of the weekend and then kind of like a big like cocktail hour uh sort of on sunday basically is our is gotcha. our plan vaguely Uh, So the sort of small Saturday night thing is like really small. uh, So like no wedding venues are kind of, you know, in that sort of size. So we're kind of talking to like farms and like, you know, mills and like other places that do private events. Like they have a private events phone number and a private events person, uh, but they just, they just don't return your phone calls. They just don't listen. Uh, I I don't know. I guess part of it is just that, you know, it's not their main business, I guess, like unlike a wedding venue where it's like a wedding venue for a business. If that's how they make all their money, I guess you get your phone calls returned. But when you're just like trying to rent someone's barn for an afternoon, uh, not so much with the responsiveness. But the worst one, the worst one's the big party on Sunday, which we we did the math a little bit, and uh, even though you recommend not to, and we uh, you know looked at a couple different (laughs) options, and we decided the best thing would be just to like buy out a restaurant, right? So you just find a restaurant you like, you say, look, normally you have brunch here on Sundays, and you make five thousand dollars or some number. We'll give you five thousand dollars and you give us a bunch of food yes. and we'll have the restaurant for the day. Uh
0: that is a great call.
1: It's just it's so much cheaper than having to like pay a rental on a space and then pay a catering company to like bring all the stuff it takes oh, to like yeah. make a food there and then the food's not that and great because they had to that is bring like, it.
0: Like anything that's specifically for weddings is gonna charge you like tenfold. For
1: it's sure. Right. Insane. Uh, absolutely. So, And I can very honestly say when I reach out to these people, this is not a wedding. This is just the big cocktail hour for all of our friends and family, which is what it is. But likewise, these restaurants, again, they have private events contacts. Oftentimes, it's just a general manager for the restaurant. But, uh, but I mean, like, if they make $5,000 on a brunch on Sunday anyway... Like who, why do they, who do they care if it comes from their normal customers or from somebody that's having a private event? Like it's no, is there really no benefit to them as far as I can tell? Because I think I called, uh, like three weeks ago, I called, uh, 18 different restaurants in Baltimore. Uh, and I got calls back from two <laughs> in the past three weeks. Wow. So.
0: That's crazy. Suffice it to when say. are you trying to have this wedding? Are trying to get married in a fever?
1: No, it's like, uh, this fall. So it's like, you know, nine months off. Uh, it's
0: okay. I think,
1: I think plenty of time to plan a a low key, you know, pretty chill wedding. Uh, it's not a matter of time. They're just not returning phone calls, period. I guess I, I'm assuming that if I called and was like, hi, I live in the County and I want to have my 250 person wedding at your space. Please give me a call back. I bet I would get a call back then. But when I'm just like, Hey, want to have a cocktail hour sometime in October, I I probably don't sound like a cash cow on on the voicemail is is what I'm thinking.
0: are you not mentioning the wedding part at all? You're just no, like, yeah, I'm trying to avoid party.
1: mentioning that word because I don't want to get just Ooh. arbitrarily upsold.
0: You should just say that you're a, a really wealthy startup and you want to have like a, <laughs> a a leadership retreat.
1: <laughs> that's not a good negotiating position, Linda. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I'm doing, and it's uh, I, I gotta say, so like <laughs> I, the one thing that's been really like striking for me about this whole process, uh, you know, we got engaged like a month ago now. Uh, and there's so many of, like, people that have known me for a long time that I would consider to, be to like, kind of get me pretty much that have been, like, actively surprised that I am both getting married and excited about it that I have to assume I've been sending all (laughs) kind of vibes for years that I didn't really mean to be sending. Uh, Because, like, multiple people have been like, oh, I just didn't think you'd ever get married. And I'm like, why did you think that? They're like, oh, you just didn't seem like a person that would ever get married.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, whoa. She, she talked you into
1: it, huh? Oh, is that what you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I guess. I guess well, I'm... I just know
0: that you were—you're one of those uh, non-conventional folks who has uh, has his own ideas about marriage, and you know, it's not necessarily the path that one has to take. Yeah, so I don't think they... you have to do
1: it. Yeah. Certainly, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I'm definitely—I guess I have more non-conventional than I thought. I don't know. I like to think—I like to have my own reasons for things. I'm—I'm I'm not like. Uh, you know me. I don't like to just like do a thing because everyone else is doing it. I'm actually like yeah. more so. I'm just like extremely skeptical of that. Like for me, if everyone else is doing it, that's usually a good reason not to do it, which is probably. Or like, at
0: least to consider if it's a thing that you would like to do or not. For sure. I definitely is, agree with that.
1: Which is like probably some just, you know, bullshit hipsterism, basically. Like it's just some just another like another way to say hipster pretty much. Uh, but yes. uh, but yeah, I'm going
0: to do it because I want. No, I want to. I'm special
1: and different. I'm a snowflake. <laughs> so so yeah i've, I've been trying uh, to like uh wrestle with the fact that so many people i've told were like oh you seem excited about this and i'm like yeah it's gonna be fun and they're like we didn't think you'd be like that and i'm like why not <laughs> i'm not i'm not that much it's of like, a scrooge
0: wait, yeah.
1: but anyway that's what i'm doing i'm both trying to get people to return my phone calls and trying to emotionally deal with the fact that people are surprised that i'm excited to get married apparently <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what does it say about me as a person?:
1: Yeah, well, especially because it's like yeah. it's people that like pretty much get me too, right? Uh, a perfect example, like one of the people I was talking to that said this. Uh, it was one of my roommates in college. I've stayed in touch with them. They're a friend of mine here in Baltimore. Uh, we don't like see each other super regularly, but when we do, you know we, we go back a long way, so it's kind of like you pick up where you left off. And uh, one of the places we're considering having the party on Sunday because they're one of the only two people to return our phone calls. Uh, is this restaurant that's in a museum here in Baltimore. uh, Whoa, that sounds cool. It does sound cool, except the museum is, like, really not to my or Hillary's taste. It's not, like, our kind of museum. Uh, The restaurant is, like, ideal in the sense that they return phone calls and the space is nice and the price is right (laughs) and all the sort of practical things line up. It's just like, you know, in, like, you know, pie-in-the-sky dream of where you want to have a party, it's kind of, like, not that high on the list because it's not really our kind of vibe. Uh, it's like, it's, it's this outsider art museum. So it's art all made by artists that are like not formally trained, which sounds like it would be cool until you like go in and it's just like a bunch of, I don't know. It looks, it looks kind of like a, like a landfill, just kind of, you know, regurgitated, (laughs) uh, in a, in a museum.
0: Wait, is it, is it folksy?
1: It's a little bit folksy. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like the kind of very meticulous, uh, like kind of obsessive compulsive art there where it's like somebody, tied together 500,000 pipe cleaners to make this like big dinosaur head or like something like that's kind of the art there. Uh, And what what my friend, the one that gets me said, which uh, reminded me that he really does get me is that he was like, he's like, I bet the thing you're dreading Anthony or Andy, that's my name. (laughs) 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 He was like, I bet the thing you're dreading Andy is that all of your family is going to come to this place and think that it is exactly you because they just see art and they think oh. it must be your vibe and that you are going to be so bothered that everyone is going to think it's your vibe, even though it's exactly the opposite of your vibe, which is exactly what I'm most afraid of and what I'm most dreading about so, it. So he got that perfectly. Yeah, like for
0: the next for the next 10 Christmases, you're going to be getting like really great folk art.
1: I just I just know all my cousins okay, are gonna remembers. walk up and be like oh this place is so you guys like perfect spot and I'm gonna be like ha ha, ha smile 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 <laughs> uh and so he got that perfectly oh, and then man. he was also like and also I'm surprised you're getting married and I'm like what come on <laughs> give me some credit I'm not that much of a Scrooge
0: I love this theme it's so funny
1: <laughs> what the people are surprised that I'm like a normal person that does normal person things
0: yeah yeah just that you're monogamous <laughs> if there's one thing we know about Andy, it's just that he cannot be held down. Yeah, I
1: guess I can't be tamed. I guess is what is what they're saying, really. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I guess like it's the thing. Like I've always said to everybody, like we we have a dog, we have a house, we've been together for like five years. Like, like you know. Most people would have just gotten married forever ago. You know, if you were in our position, yeah, and we're just like taking our own time. Uh, and I guess part—that's actually partially why some people are like surprised about it because they're like, "Well, you know, you went this long without getting married. Why do I get married now?" And it's like, "Well, for oh, reasons."
0: Right.
1: I don't know. Either way. Yeah, people think I can't be tamed. Turns out I'm not that wild.
0: You're you're crazy though.
1: How's that laundry going? Get
0: married in a folk art place. it's yeah, not gonna,
1: good. Going to get married next really to well. like a uh, a big. A big pile of paper clips shaped like Jackie O. Yeah, or like a
0: your altar is going to be made of corrugated metal and acrylic paint.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, it's all <laughs> old toilet paper tubes that have been uh, upcycled <laughs> to make a sweet altar.
0: But but for real, support the art.
1: Oh, yeah, do oh. that. Well, that's the thing. I'm happy to give my money to a museum. You know, that's nice. But but yeah, honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that all of my aunts and uncles are going to be like. This place is perfect. It's so you. I would be. Oh. I would be like 100% oh. in. That's the one thing giving me pause. Just, just that having to really... be reminded repeatedly that all these people only like they basically like you know. I have this distinction in my head of like uh, there's some things which I know. Like I know I know right. Like I've I've spent time studying or reading about or like immersed in, and I have like an intuitive understanding of them. Uh, that to me I define in my head as like real knowledge. And then there's some right. things. That I have what I call like index card knowledge for. We're like I don't really know it intuitively. It's not like in my bones, but like I'm familiar with it enough that I have enough information about it that's correct that fits on an index card. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I this this venue would just be being reminded constantly that like all of these relatives of mine just have index card knowledge of me, and all their index card uh, is like yeah. is like Andy Art, Baltimore, yeah. bikes, right. kind of weird. I check
0: that.
1: Out. <laughs> Right, and so we go yeah, to the exactly. kind of weird art place in Baltimore, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is my index card, index card castle." Uh,
0: just yeah, he might as well. Whatever. Which
1: you know, it's not me to be to be clear. It's not me being like mad at them. I don't think they like owe me a deeper understanding uh, because I have no more than an index card knowledge of most of them. And it's also worth noting, I have a very extensive family. <laughs> it's not like I'm just being. It's not like I'm just being a jerk to my like two cousins. I think on my dad's side of the family, I believe I have 36 cousins. Uh, oh my god so my, my dad was one of eight and he they all had a bunch of kids so like uh there's a lot of people out there so I have you know
0: zero
1: so I have I, zero, cousins. You have zero really
0: yeah
1: let's get into that in a second but either way <laughs> i'm just saying like I, I don't blame them for it like i don't have any more than index card knowledge of them uh it's just that having to be reminded of these kind of like surface level familial relationships uh over the course of the uh the party i don't know right I'm dreading it but that's just me overthinking you know. it and being classic me. Just don't think. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's what my meditation app says, but it's not so easy.
0: <laughs> just listen to podcasts. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've been listening to this book, uh, Patty McCord's Powerful. Have you heard of it?
1: I have not heard of it.
0: Okay, so she uh, was like the chief people officer or talent officer or something at Netflix for years and years. And um, oh my God, it's so good. It's just all about like company culture and um, like building a team that communicates with each other well. And I use a lot of terms like radical honesty and whatever, but uh, but it's really, really good and you should definitely listen to it.
1: You are deep in the leadership prep for your... Uh, for your-
0: I... Damn, because I don't wanna
1: fuck it up. You're gonna do so good.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I hope so.
1: You're just a natural leader because you're like you're like charismatic, right? Like I feel like you lead maybe even when you don't even intend to lead. Like you just mean to go into a room and have a normal conversation and everyone assumes like, oh, Linda's leading this. Does that ever happen to you?
0: Yeah. I yeah, I recently changed my Twitter bio to I never said I was any good at this. <laughs> uh, because I don't want anyone to think that I uh, intended to be any sort of a like thought leader. I hate that word. And
1: uh, yeah, well, too bad. You, you got too much to... charisma. Your body language is too strong <laughs> and, and imposing.
0: Bada bing. Um, <laughs> God. Wait, no, you,
1: you just did it. Now, now, no one's going to think your experience anymore. <laughs> yeah. You should just change your Twitter profile to bada bing, and then <laughs> people will be <laughs> totally, uh, listening uh, totally convinced forever. of your of your uh your relative experience.
0: That would actually be fine.
1: Um Anyway, you're not gonna fuck it up. You're gonna do great.
0: Thank you. But I'm really I'm really getting into it. Like I feel like this company is gonna give me like the guidance that I've wanted in um pursuing this endeavor. I really wanna like figure out how to help other people become the best designers they can be and um yeah, I'm like super excited about it. So I've just been like listening to podcasts and books and all kinds of things I to get my hands on
1: Well, that's great. I think that's a great goal
0: yeah
1: i yeah uh, I always find that the most rewarding things about our jobs, which are actually at the end of the day truly pretty superficial, is just the the people around them right like if you're having a good a good effect on the people that you get to work with, uh that's like the best actual you know good thing you can hope to come from most design jobs pretty much
0: yeah exactly create a cool place to go to every day even if that place just exists on the internet
1: all right well enjoy your trip linda well
0: trip, linda. yeah i will and uh, let's talk next week
1: yeah let's do it yeah. got to get on a regular schedule regular yeah, linda time very important for myself now setup. that i
0: don't have like bronchitis that'll be great
1: yes that was i let's let's be glad that we skipped the bronchitis times
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right enjoy your all trip right.
0: Thank you. Bye, Andy. Good night.